Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm your host, Micah Frankel, and joining me today is the renegade Jerome Rivera. Jerome, thank you for the time, sir. Of course, Micah. I'm glad to be on the show again, as always. So where are you? Right now, I am at Santa Fe Athletic Co. Uh, that's where I do my strength and conditioning. I do have a mask right here. I'm in a little private office, so whenever I leave here, I got my mask on, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So is that where you do your strength and conditioning or where you do your personal training out of? Uh, so I personal train clients here, but I also do my strength and conditioning here too. Oh, okay. So you double dip there. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty nice spot, bro. Uh, whenever the quarantine isn't going on, they have some really good group classes. They have a nice TRX class, kettlebell class. Me and Josh teach a fitness class in the morning also, so definitely a good spot to work out out here in town. Oh, man, that, that sounds like a scary, hard, unbearable. I mean, like, I can imagine you two as coaches. It's not taking it easy on anybody. <laughs> yeah, people love our classes, especially Josh's. He has a really hard class. I, I try and make mine a little more functional and finesse, but Josh is making – he makes a really fun, tough class. So we talked to Jerome about seven weeks ago, contender series, lose the word. And the other day we saw a commercial, now it's official. What was it like first off behind the scenes, going out to Vegas and, and shooting the commercial, having the conversation with them about what this means to you, all that. It was awesome, bro. Like I was just doing my best to take it all in and enjoy the process and have fun. Was, me and Josh were like two kids in a children's museum over there. It was just crazy. They had all the jerseys up from the, all the seasons of the Ultimate Fighter signed by all the cast members. And Oh, man, that UFC Apex is something else. It's a nice spot they got going on there. Now, what is that like listening to the camera, taking the instructions? We know you're kind of shy. You don't you, we've been trying to get it more out of you, the media, but what was that yeah. like doing the commercial and doing all that from your perspective, from that shyness? It was cool, bro, but I'm not going to lie. Like when we, uh, when we first got there, like all the fighters are kind of sitting there and they're breaking down to us how the day is going to go. Like, all right, you know, you guys are going to go get your makeup done and then you're going to go do an interview. And then after that, you're going to go do strength and conditioning while we record you. And then you're going to go do some mitts. And uh, yeah, I was kind of sitting there next to Josh and I'm just like, I could feel like oh, this burst of energy inside me and I'm like, get, like, I can feel myself getting nervous and I haven't got really nervous like that in a long time. And then I just kind of had to remind myself like, breathe, it's okay to get a little anxious, a little excited, like, but just remember like being with LFA, they kind of groomed me for that stuff, like doing a lot of the around the table interviews and taking a lot of pictures and videos and stuff like that. So once we, once the ball started rolling and we did the interview and stuff, I got pretty comfortable. I felt good, but it was uh, the first time I got nervous in a while. Now, last time that I talked to you, you're basically on the verge of finalizing the opponent of knowing who would be replacing Brandon Royval. So was there still at that point, was there any other talk besides Luis Rodriguez? Were you just waiting for it to be finalized? No, literally the same day that my manager texted me and told me Brandon got picked up by the UFC. He's like, oh, and so the word is now you're going to fight Luis Rodriguez August 4th. So 
at least that was nice because I already had an opponent and I already had another date in mind. So we could kind of formulate a game plan and what the training camp was going to look like. And we were already in good shape. We had been grinding for that camp. So it was nice that at least, I mean, I lost the Brandon fight, but we did have plans right away. So that was good. So does it feel like it's been a really long time now studying for Luis because that Brandon fight fell out and we talked seven weeks ago. So we're talking about what a, a 12, 14 week camp you've had. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I think May 21st or 25th, somewhere in that range is when that Brandon fight fell through. And I had already been in camp for since March, like training pretty actively. I didn't officially like start up camp to like mid April of like, um of you know like five six days a week and having everything written down um but yeah it's been a, a long camp to say the least and uh but we've just been really smart about it you know i was training actively but once we like i said once we got the date for the next one we kind of took our foot off the gas a little bit and took it easy for like two weeks chino was getting ready for his fight so I kind of helped him get ready for his fight. And I was like, all right, I need to take a week off, just relax. And so it's been a long camp, but we've been being really smart and professional about it, I feel like. So I feel really good right now. With everyone constantly having to adjust to the nuances and what's newly being learned about COVID-19, is there any sigh of relief when people are tagging you on social media that the commercial is played, that, that they've announced the Contender Series officially to the public? Yeah, that made me feel good for sure because I was starting to think for a minute. Um, I'm like, when are these guys going to announce it? You know, like, are they getting cold feet about announcing it because it's maybe going to fall through? Like, so, yeah, I had I – had, heard a rumor that they, or they had told me that they were going to announce it on that Benavidez card, but um, yeah, I'm, I was happy to see it actually happen because I was getting a little nervous there for a second. And I, I had the question written down and even I was going to ask you if there was any up and down from losing the Roy Vall fight to having a way to get the Rodriguez fight, but it was even quicker than I thought it was pretty right away, right? Yeah, it was pretty fast turnaround on it. I was able to, I already was looking him up that day that I lost the Brandon fight. I was looking up Lewis. And so, yeah, like I said, it was opposite of like when LFA lost their TV deal with uh, Axis. That was like really tough because they're like, all right, just hang in there. We'll give you a date. We'll give you an opponent. Just stay ready. And so that would have been like a mental test if I would have had to go through that for sure. Luis Rodriguez, a seven-fight win streak, the last three by knockout. I think he has, like, five knockouts overall and three submissions. So, like you, he comes out there looking for the finish. But what more nuances have you found out about your opponent? Uh, he's just a tough young kid from what I can see, really scrappy. Uh, when I think about his style, I think about Muay Thai. He has, like, really nice leg kicks, heavy punches. Um, but I also see that I think he's like 20 or 21 years old, which I remember myself at 20, 21 years old, and I was a hungry lion. And I was ready to go and scrap like I still am. But I just had lessons to be learned in the game, you know, like I was barely, I barely started getting into a good strength and conditioning program when I was like 20, 21, training with Ray Borg. I remember I was seeing how big he was getting training at Athlete Ready. And every time me and him would train, that's where the real big difference was, is his speed and his strength. He was just like really strong and fast. And he was telling me how strong and fast the UFC guys were. So I'm like, damn, 
I need to step it up. And so I think just my experience and professionalism is going to play a big part. You know, I've fought on LFA. I've had cameras in my face before and done interviews. And I've uh, formulated a lot of training camps, which I'm sure he has too. But, you know, I really have everything down to a T now from my recovery and my sleep, my nutrition. So, uh, yeah, strength and conditioning, you know, I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm pretty confident. Um, yeah, I think professionalism and experience is going to play a big role. Does the data why the, the judges factor, not the judges at ringside that are scoring the fight, but the guys that are judging who gets the contract, does that play a factor into, we know you're a finisher, but even wanting to get the finish that much more? Yeah, a little bit, you know, like it's going to give me that little bit of urgency to where I'm like, you know, want to finish the fight a little bit more. But like a few people have been asking me that, like, what, how are you going to impress? Or, you know, like people have been asking me in interviews, like, what am I going to do that's special? Or what am I going to do different? And I'm like, honestly, that hasn't even been a thought in my head. Like, I just feel like the way I fight is exciting. And if me and him get to go three rounds and I just get to display more technique or if I get the finish early in the fight, you know, then cool. But I'm just going to look out. At, I'm going to go out there and try and execute my game plan and see everything coming at me. And I just want to show some of the skills I've, I've uh, been working on. We've been asked those questions. Do you almost have the feeling like, have you guys seen I kind of hit flying submissions and head kick people? Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, like I, that's, I don't know. I don't even try to be excited. I'm just a scrappy dude. I like to fight when it's time to fight. I'm, that's what I was telling this other guy. He was like, how'd you go from the shy guy to the renegade? And I'm like, well, it's just kind of like a contradiction because you catch me anytime you see me at work or just on a daily basis. I'm the shy guy, but you catch me in the ring. And that's when I turn into the renegade. So. And how have you felt the last seven weeks since we talked to you? Almost this this renegade fight camp, the the park fight camp. How has that been going? It's been going great. Just same thing. We've just having a been having to stay creative. You know, Josh got some wrestling mats in his garage, so we've been doing a lot of BJJ in the garage and wrestling and getting a lot of bag work in, getting a lot of mitt work in, just trying to do anything and everything that we can, running more than ever lifting a lot of weights and like I said I've really like stepped it up in the recovery and uh, just taking care of my body my nutrition and stuff this training camp like honestly without a doubt this is the best shape I've been in for a fight I feel strong I feel fast weight's good so yeah I'm excited for it in octagon what do you expect us to to notice that'll be different about your performance this time uh, I think a little bit more composure, you know, like a lot of people see me in the past, like I get really emotional sometimes, I get fired up, I like to yell, I like to brawl sometimes if they engage in a brawl, but I think this time I'm going to show a good mixture of it, you know, like I'm going to have my time to explode, but I'm also going to go out there and be a technician and keep him back and throw my long kicks, throw my long strikes, you know, um, yeah, you know, he's a good striker, but also he's 20, 21 years old. And on the day that me and him fight, that's going to be nine years since the day I started training. So, I mean, this kid was 11, 12 years old when I first started this. I mean, I'm a good striker too, and I've been training just as long. So if I can go out and execute, I think I'm just as good, if not better, of a striker. Just got to go and execute.
those emotions are part of who you are. We, we've seen it a lot here on the local scene. That, that's who you are. So how do you balance it? Because you can't change who you are that's got you there. But like you said, maybe you don't want to be as emotional in the cage. How do you find that right balance? Yeah, I want to have like a controlled chaos, you know, like I want to use those emotions to feel me, but still like make sure my head is clear enough to make smart decisions. Like you hear Jocko Willink, he says, if you're emotional, you're not going to make wise decisions. You might make a bad decision when you're emotional. So, you know, I want to let those emotions just feel me, give me that confidence. But at the same time, I know that my head has to be there focused that whole time. And I've been really focusing on that when I spar and when I hit me, it's just being completely focused every time I train, like head in it 100%. So, yeah, that's an adjustment I'm looking to make. Um, but, yeah, you know, still having the emotion, though, you know, still got to be me. I could, uh, even, like, in the Latchman fight, I did a better job at controlling the emotions. Um, I felt a little more composed. I still got a little bit emotional, like, backstage and stuff. But I did a lot better job in that fight, and I think it's just going to continue to get better. Getting introduced to a whole new audience now, that global audience, a uh, little bit bigger stage, obviously, with the UFC uh, platform. Do you, what is the reason that you started this journey, this martial arts journey, this path? Uh, it's, it's so funny. Like, it's just, it was just like my calling, you know, like when I was a little kid, I was hooked watching anime, like all the, just anything that had fighting in it, you know, if it was Dragon Ball Z or Power Rangers or whatever it was, I was always attracted to the fighting. And then once I saw UFC for my first time when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I was just fell in love with it and like me and my friends would go and wrestle at the park and I was always trying all these moves and catching triangles at the park when I didn't even know what a triangle was and getting in street fights and putting dudes in the Muay Thai clinch and looking like Anderson Silva and I'm like in seventh grade so you know like I just feel like it's something that I can't picture myself doing anything else like uh, BJ Penn said it best you know birds fly fish swim and I fight I just if I had a choice of being a orthopedic surgeon making hundreds of thousand dollars every single year you know like having a nice shield of comfortability or being a professional fighter I'd be a professional fighter all day no matter how hard it is how tough it is all the sacrifice you got to go through this is just what I think I was born to do and I want to inspire my friends and my family and anybody that that sees my journey I want them to be inspired Another thing with Jerome is we always see that smile on his face. Even when we were talking last time, he's like, man, I'm sad. I can't train at the gym. The Roy Vol fight's been canceled. Dude's still smiling and positive. Where do you get that positivity from? Uh, I just try and think about, like, you know, one thing that's been really big for me lately, I try not to talk a lot about politics or religion when I do interviews and stuff, but really, like, just having my faith in God. Like, just knowing that either win, lose, or draw, you know, like, everything's always going to be okay. Like, my family's going to be there, and I have to persevere through life. We're always going to get hit with tough challenges and hard obstacles. And, I mean, I've just realized, like, after that Brandon fight was, like, a big learning lesson for me. Like, the world doesn't stop spinning for nobody. Like, it's going to keep going. And if you sit there and mope and you're negative and you're sad, like, it's not going to lead to anywhere good. You got to keep your head up. You got to bite down and just be positive and set an example for everybody around you to show people that you're a hard worker and you're a good person. And whether you believe in God or not, just 
persevere for your family, for your friends, like show people how strong of a person you are. It's kind of what I like to go by. This fight, do you look at it, what is this, an opportunity, an introduction? How do you look at this fight? Um, I feel like for a long time I was always thinking like, dang, I could hang with those UFC guys. Like since I probably first made my pro debut, even though I obviously couldn't hang with them back then, I thought in my head, if I get there, I could fight with those guys. And now I think this is finally like my entry path there, you know, like win, lose, or draw. I know I'm never going to quit. I'm going to keep grinding. And I know if somebody's going to beat me, they better be well equipped because I've been working my ass off and I'm ready to go fight. So I think this is my entry into the bigger fights, into the big show. And, you know, I just want to fight the best guys in the world. And like I said, I just want to inspire people. Me and my fiance were talking earlier and, she said, you know, whether you have a 10-year career and you get all these belts and make all this money or whether you fight for another couple of years, like, this is what you love to do and this is your lifestyle and we're always going to use it as a positive, whether it's to teach younger kids or inspire younger kids or I was talking to her about how when I get older, I want to learn how to work with kids with autism, you know, and maybe start up my own gym one day and teach kids with autism. I have a little class there for them or teach kids that have ADD. You know, I just want to want to give back through what I'm good at. And what's led you to, to want to give back to, to be so willing to, to help out others? My faith in God, bro. Like just, I just want to be positive and just like, uh, I don't know, bro. I just, I wish I could help out everybody all the time. Like, I, I don't know. I just like to see people happy and doing good. And if I feel like this is what I'm good at, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't go and do surgery on people. I'm not a teacher. I can't go and instruct people in, in uh, history and science and stuff like that. But what I can do is fight. I've put nine years of my life into it now. And, you know, if I can help people get better and help inspire people through fighting and that's what I want to do you know if I got a UFC belt one day that's a big perk from it but if not just anything I can do with this knowledge that I've obtained I want to do so August 4th the contender series Jerome Rivera is going to be on there facing Luis Rodriguez it's great to hear that right yes sir it's, it sounds too good to be true I can't believe it still how does it feel now to be where we are? Like you said, the commercial's been played, and you're like 10 days out from the fight. How, how almost, I guess, is real the word to say now? Does it feel to you? Uh, still, I'm just prepared for whatever, you know. Like, it does feel real now that it's getting here, and now that the, weight, the weight's getting low and, like, the body's feeling good, it's like, dang, like, I never imagined I'd be feeling this good, feeling this strong. Like, mentally, I'm just in such a good place, so. Everything just feels great right now. I'm excited, but at the same time, you know, you got to be ready for whatever. I got to be ready for if the fight were to get moved to Abu Dhabi or if maybe Luis Rodriguez doesn't get here to Vegas, Nevada because he's in Mexico right now and they say, hey, you want to fight this dude at 35? Or they say, hey, you're not fighting. I can't get too fixated on this. I just got to be ready for whatever, ready to roll with the shots and just adapt and persevere. But so I know just, right now it's Luis Rodriguez, so that's what's that's what's on tap. So seeing everything that's just going on in the world, you you've really kept that even keeled, and still anything could happen. 
Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like for Brandon, for that fight, I didn't think that fight was going to fall through. I was like, oh, the ball is rolling. We're going. Vegas is cool. Um, you know, and then just we got caught by surprise. You never know what can happen. I'm just prepared for anything, though, especially ready for that fight. But I'm also mentally ready for anything that might get sprung on me. How much with uh, with the injuries, with, with the loss to Roy Wall the first time with your arm and my, my mouth not being able to close in shock of how it looked angling there, um, how much has that adversity like benefited you to get to this point? Oh, I feel like I've just grown so much, like all of that stuff and then like being a father and um, like now getting ready to be a husband in like a year. Um, just all of it I've just grown so much and it's just like so crazy to feel where I'm at mentally like I'm just I've grown leaps and bounds and it's because of that adversity and because I persevered through it you know like and I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna face plenty more hard times in my life but I know that like we were saying uh, earlier I'm not gonna get anything out of being negative I just gotta always keep my head up and persevere and stay positive and the you'll get the results you want. You know, I, I wanted to be a stronger person and I feel like I truly am. I've become a lot stronger person since that, uh, since before that Roy Ball fight from maturity level to martial artist to just overall human being, I feel so much better. And it's because of that stuff that I had to go through. Was there people they needed to think out, uh, shout out to or thank? Uh, just all my family, all my friends, all my coaches. I love all you guys, you know, everybody here in Santa Fe. Uh, Coach Lucho, Coach Rayi, uh, my brother, Josh Montoya, my beautiful fiance. By the way, we're married. I'm just spring. I, we got engaged in February. I'm just springing this on everybody. She's going to kill me. But yeah, so <laughs> this is how everybody's finding out, I guess, is through the interview. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, just shout out to everybody who's been a part of this journey. And August 4th, nobody be nervous. You know, we're going to go have some fun. This is what I do. So let's go get it. Thank you for the time, Jerome. Thanks, Micah. Appreciate it, bro.